Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. All right, Catherine Swift is the president of the Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Canada. She's the past president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. She is, of course, a charter member of our Beauties of the Beast panel. And sometimes lost in all of this biographical information is the fact that Catherine is also a highly respected economist. How are you? I'm great, thanks, Roy. How's Canada? Uh... Not so good, I'm afraid, from speaking from an economics perspective. And of course, I have to remind you at the outset, they do call economics the dismal science for a reason. So here we go with the dismal. <laughs> okay, let's let's put this all, let me put it all into a little box for you. Put the lid on it. Tie a little bow. Let me get a pretty bow for you. And now you think there's something interesting in the box. You don't know what's in there. You open it up, Catherine, and you see inflation higher than it's been in 30 years, interest rate hikes, where the government of the Bank of Canada actually says they're going up regardless of what you may want. Uh, the concern that interest rate hikes may, if they're not applied correctly, lead to recession. And then there's this last little piece of paper in that pretty box that says stagflation. Okay, you have the box, you have the floor. Well, uh, knowing we were going to be speaking about this today, Roy, I just sort of reviewed in my head some of the big trends that, that are affecting Canada right now. We have that good old inverted yield curve happening, which basically means that short-term interest rates, short-term bond yields exceed long-term yields. And, because, and this means the short-term is viewed by the markets as riskier than the long-term which means nothing good. And an inverted yield curve often is a harbinger of recession. Not always, but often. We, we also have some international studies. The OECD did one relatively recently that actually showed Canada's economy was expected to be dead last among developed countries. And not just, and this was not just for the next 10 years, for the next 40 years, out until 2060, if you can believe it with average growth of GDP less than 1% a year. And that's your stagflation, you know, that you're, that you're uh, referring to there. Very bad news. Um, uh, we've seen terrible productivity growth. One of the key things is bad productivity growth. But again, we have huge government spending, growth of big government at the expense of the private sector. And the private sector is still and will always be the only true generator of prosperity. Governments suck up money, they never produce prosperity. So that's a lot of our problem too. And I thought it was very interesting that in the last, in the federal budget we, we saw just a few weeks ago, Christia Freeland acknowledged our bad productivity performance and she was correct. She was absolutely correct in doing so. But her answer was that she created two new government agencies. I thought, wow, if there's ever a dumber way to deal with productivity problems well i i don't know what it is you know let's have more government to deal with the problem of productivity in our economy we have labor shortages and they're based on a number of things partly i'm a baby boomer uh you are too roy um you know we we're retiring now and the pandemic actually accelerated the retirement of a lot of baby boomers so that is one of the reasons not the only one but one of the reasons we're seeing labor shortages 
Uh, other reasons, however, is that, you know, all those generous government programs that vastly increased our money supply during the pandemic, the Serbs and, you know, all the other ones, um, uh, meant that an awful lot of younger people postponed their entry into the workforce because, hey, they could get a couple of grand a month for doing nothing. Uh, we also have skill match problems. The skills that are necessary in the private sector are not matched by the labor force that's available. So there's a whole pile of different reasons and that will that will hold our economy back as well. We also have an employment insurance system that particularly in some parts of the country rewards people for basically not working for years and years and years on end. So that makes that, that makes things worse. Um, and what this means, I mean, again, we can sort of talk about this as if it's some kind of academic exercise. But what this means is lower standards, lower standards of living for Canadians. And that's a very real, real impact. You know, we always like to think that our kids and their kids, and this is Mother's Day after all, so we're thinking about mummies and kids. Uh, we like to think our kids are going to have a better standard of living than we are. Well, and that's been true. That's actually been true for decades. Um, but going forward, it doesn't like it's, look like it's going to be true anymore. So that's a big problem. Now, this, this forecast, this dismal forecast can change if we change our policies, we move away from big government, encourage investment in Canada, which right now the federal government in particular is discouraging, as we know, in the energy sector and in a number of other key sectors. Canada does not have a good reputation in terms of international investment right now, and, and that is that's hurting our economy and will happen for some time. So it, it can, you know, this can change, but we have to change our policy approaches. But just as a closure, I, I should say to you, Roy, uh, I, I remember an old joke I heard about economists, and they say that economists predicted seven out of the last three recessions. So you have to keep that in mind. <laughs> you know, we have our own decisions to make. We can lift ourselves out of economic stupor because we have what the world wants and the world is going to need it. And everybody knows what I'm talking about. The world is going to need it long beyond 2050. But what I keep thinking about is that RBC report that I uh, did an interview on some months ago, Catherine, 21 or 23 pages about the road to 2050 and, uh, and net zero. And the line that I will always remember in that particular report was Canadians are going to have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. And then the most fundamental question I ask after that is the basic journalistic question, why? And I still, I know what the answer is. I just can't get anybody in the nation's capital to honestly answer it. No, anyway. you're absolutely right, Roy. And, and it's what is so disheartening too? Uh, this stupid net zero push, which many, many very accomplished scientists in various disciplines have shown is impossible to achieve on that timeline. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.